0: resonated with me, and it's a commercial by AT&T, and I want to share it with you today because it kind of relates to what I want to share this morning in my message. If they can roll the commercial, please.
1: Here's a thread. The power to connect is the power to change. Connect two dots and change the whole plot. Connect one day and change a long week. Connect one to one thought, thought and, change and change what you speak. Connecting the, these hearts, we change their flow. The, the plan, the path, the course, and the route, and road. Connect with uncertainty and change what oh, you know. Right. The plots that unfold. The,
0: the seeds so. that we grow.
1: Connect and change what you want. What do you want? What do you want? want? Kiss, look at Kiss. Find and lose it again. Don't like the, the hue? Change the, the color. color. Scared of the storms? Yeah, change their color. thunder. Yeah. Don't share the dream? Dream another. <laughs> Connect and change. Face, a place, a place a dance, dance, dance the towns,
0: the, the now, your vow, vow
1: the news, use the fight, the, the, the night, the light. Anything you want. like. It. Connect, 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 and change. Connecting changes everything. AT
0: Amen. Connecting changes everything. That's what I want to preach about today. Amen. Let's go to the book of Hebrews, chapter ten, verse twenty-three. It says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another. Why? Connecting changes everything. Right. To act, to acts of love and good works, connecting changes everything. Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Amen? Don't neglect meeting together. Don't neglect encouraging one another. Don't neglect motivating one another. Don't neglect showing acts of love and good works to one another. Why? Connecting changes everything. Amen? The first century writer of the letter to the Hebrews uh, believers reminded us that the habit of meeting together as a faith community, is vitally important. Because when we come together for church or for small groups or for Bible study or for support or even one-on-one gatherings, so many great things happen in our lives. But one of those important things is the simple but powerful act of connecting with others. See, connections really do change everything. Because we live in a day when isolation and loneliness It's still such a struggle and an issue for so many. The opportunity to connect in meaningful ways, it's significant to our spiritual and our emotional and even our mental health. Entire nations have built walls of isolation around themselves. And fortunately, though, here in America, we don't have too much of that. Now, you might gain some sense of what it's like to be disconnected from other groups if you try to go into Canada or cross the border. Maybe you go south and you try to cross the border into Mexico. But you know, for the most part in this country, we're used to just getting in our cars and you can drive from city to city, from state to state, and, and maybe there's a welcome sign. You could get on 95 South right now and, and go down and you could go right to North Carolina. Nobody's going to stop you. Right into South Carolina, right into Georgia, right into Florida or you could take off and you could go down a rural road and maybe get in you know go out through West Virginia and you might not even notice when you cross from Virginia into West Virginia or West Virginia into Kentucky or Tennessee because we're not accustomed to those kind of barriers but over the years we've seen a shift toward isolation in this country amen our suburbs have become pretty much self-contained with entertainment and dining options and shopping and even many of the jobs right where we live. Robin and I were just talking this week. You know, Hanover County, I've lived here many, many years, most of my life actually, and I know some Hanover residents don't like it, but man, I like the growth that we've been having. (laughs) I like being able to get in my car and buy gas without having to drive across town. I like being able to eat in a restaurant that's right here close to the church. I like being able to shop in my county and in my community. I like that, and I, I like the fact that, but what we also recognize is self-imposed isolation can be counterproductive to our growth as individuals. See, I don't know if you have noticed, though, and I like this, the recent trend, especially after all of the social distancing and isolation during the COVID years, but they're created a fresh, a longing among people to get back to personal face-to-face connection with other human beings. I don't know if you picked up on that, but it's, it's coming back. I just read an article, guess what's coming back in America, malls. They told Virginia Center Commons too late, Amen. Malls are rebounding. The big box stores are rebounding. You know, it it got to where everybody went to Amazon, and I got to confess, that's still my default. If I can't get it on Amazon, I will begrudgingly get in my car and go to a store, right? But there's a shift back because people are not really enjoying the life of isolation like they think they were. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes isolation is kind of nice, right? (laughs) Right? I mean, let's just be real. If you're wounded, or maybe when you've been done wrong, or maybe you're just tired and you're worn out, sometimes you don't want to have to connect, amen? But even though we've probably all felt that way at times, hear me, that is not a long-term solution to anything, isolating yourself. Long-term isolation is never the solution for your health. God did not wire us this way. For example, let's talk about attending church. We live in a community right now, just like every community around us, frankly, that is filled with people that used to go to church. But something was said, an impression was given, maybe grace was denied, or maybe they just got carnal. Can we just throw that out there as well? Maybe they just got a little lazy and they quit going To church. See, I've run into so many people over the years who have given up, as Hebrews described, meeting with others as a matter of habit. And some of you may have even been that person that at one time gave up on church. Praise God. I'm glad you're back. Amen. We're glad you're back. But some of you might even be sitting in this pew or watching online and you're contemplating, you know what? I really don't know if I need the body of Christ in my life that way. And if that's you, I want to encourage you today to stay the course, keep coming, keep connecting, keep trying to create meaningful relationships because you want to know why? Connecting changes everything. everything. I read something in an article one time, and I can't even remember who wrote it. I just jotted these four points down. But they said that basically there's four types of people in this world. And here's the first one. First, there are those who are present and accounted for. Craig, could you give me just a smidge more monitor, please? Present and accounted for. And these are the people who are in a habit of meeting together, right? Everybody say present present and accounted for. These are the folks that show up on Sunday. They're connected with a group of others who... Encourage them to stay the course. They might even serve on teams and and use their gifts for the glory of God. Amen. It's a healthy place to be. Those who are present and accounted for, they are spurring one another on to abundant life in Jesus. They encounter God. They pursue God together with others. Matter of fact, the people that are present and accounted for, guess what? They make church a great experience for the rest of us. Guess what? The ones who are present and accounted for, they led us in worship today. Amen. Amen. The ones who are present and accounted for, they made your coffee and set out the pastries. Amen. They're upstairs teaching our children right now. They're serving in the nursery so we can enjoy a church experience without a bunch of crying babies in the house. Amen. They made it easier for us. They greeted us at the door. Present and accounted for people change the world. Amen. They make church possible. They make life possible. Right now, they're serving, and thank God for it. As a matter of fact, why don't we give a shout-out to all the present and accounted-for people. Amen. But then there's another group of people. They're also present, but they are the present and unaccounted-for. Amen. Now, obviously, if you're here at church Or maybe even watching this message online. Or maybe even someday that's not today you're watching this message. You are likely to be in one of these two groups. The question isn't whether you are present. Everybody look around. All these folks are present. Amen. The question is, are you accounted for? Let's see. Some of y'all getting a little uncomfortable right now. Right? Are you here and accounted for? Or are you just a warm body that shows up? Are you connected to other people in a meaningful way? See, even though we're doing life group signups right now, as a matter of fact, one more week of life group signups, you can sign up in the back, you can ask questions, there's brochures in your seats, you can go to liferva.org, find some groups to sign up for. Even though life groups are, are here and we're doing them right now, hear me, it's very possible for you to even sign up for a life group and still not be accounted for. Amen? See, we got a high value on our life group communities. Matter of fact, it's one of our values that we talk about here. But hear me, the test of this is not whether or not you're even in a group. The test is, are you letting the group in you? Come on, are you you letting people into your life? Are you spurring other people on and letting them spur you on toward real life-changing relationships? Are you entering into, and here's an important word, accountable relationships with other people day by day, week by week? Now, you might say, why is it that some people don't want to be in a small group? Uh, Lewis McBurney wrote an article in Leadership Journal, and he said this. He said, there's four reasons why people reject accountability. Here they are. Number one, they fear rejection. Number two, they feel embarrassed about something in their life. Number three, they resent control by hostile people, amen. You can put my name in that category, amen. Number four, they don't like facing their negative feelings. There's a lot of reasons why people reject accountability. And hear me, those fears and those feelings are very real. They're legitimate, amen, amen. And we got to be very aware of the reality of those kinds of feelings. But hear me. We've got to also realize you cannot allow those emotions to intimidate you into isolation where you eventually become completely vulnerable. Amen. Say, I've been hurting the church before. Well, can I just be real? Who has it? Have you been coming here longer than a few months? If you never and if you've been here a while and you're like, "Man, ain't nobody hurt me. That's great. Hallelujah." Keep coming. Amen. Keep coming. See because people are people wherever you go, amen. And it's going to happen. And we got to understand though, we cannot allow ourselves to be isolated because good relationships do not happen by accident. They take cultivation, they take work, they take a lot of time, they take commitment. For example, let's just look at, a mar- look at marriage for an example. Amen? By the way, we had a beautiful wedding here yesterday, and where are they at? I just saw them over here. Stand up. Amen. Jeff and Julie Booth got married here yesterday. Amen. She's at church today. Hallelujah. Extra props for you, girl. Amen. But if you've been married for any amount of time, I'm, I'm just going to put a number. How many you have been married more than 10 years in this room? Okay, more than 10 years. Here's what everybody whose hand is up can tell you. Marriage is a four-letter word, (laughs) W-O-R-K. Marriage is a four-letter word. It's work. And sometimes to have a good relationship, you have to fall back on one word. It's not L-O-V-E. It's not F-E-E-L-I-N-G-S. It's not G-I-F-T-S. It's commitment. Now, nobody wants to talk about it, but sometimes you can have a beautiful wedding. You can have all this great stuff, and then the relationship hits a bump. Now, here's here's what I know. It's not are you going to hit a bump. It's when are you going to hit a bump. How big is the bump going to be and what's the name of the bump? Is it finances? Is it relationships? Is it kid problems? Is it whatever? You are going to hit that bump. And sometimes love isn't what gets you through it. Feelings are not what gets you through it. Come on, somebody. Can I just keep it real right now? I'm giving you a little marriage seminar right now. Sometimes it's just commitment that gets you through it. I stood at an altar in front of a handful of people and a preacher, and I said, till death do us part. See, there's times when you only get through with commitment. The Bible says this in Proverbs 18, 24. I didn't give them this verse. It says, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Now that scripture is really interesting. Look at it. It says, "If you got many companions, you might come to ruin. But there is a friend. Right. Many ruined friend closer than a brother. Did you know that sometimes we can be so busy networking and making acquaintances that we never invest the time, energy, and effort that it takes to cultivate deep, satisfying connections? That hear me comes with just a few good friendships." Hear me, it's not wrong to have a lot of acquaintances, amen, but they can keep you so busy that you don't develop any vital close relationships. Here's the nugget I want to give to you right day, today. This is free, amen, free, free advice. You don't need a lot of friends to make it in this world, but you do need a few good ones. Amen. Focus on quality, not quantity. Because here's what I know. And if you haven't lived long, I'm I'm not a young man anymore. I have learned there are some people that I thought were going to be my lifelong friends. Guess what? They are gone. You picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille. Four hungry children and a crop in the field. I've, I've had some bad times. I've been through some sad times. This time the hurting don't heal. You picked a fine time to leave me, fair weather friend. Guess what? That's when they leave you. Because that's what they are. Some friends, by the way, they only come into our lives for a season. They're only intended to be there. They're like a a structure. They're part of the framework to build you up. And then they move on, and that's okay. That's okay. It doesn't feel okay at the time, but that's okay. So we've got to develop good friendships. In the age of social media, many people are suffering from what one person called, I wish I'd have thought of this, but I love it. He says, we're suffering from the curse of 10,000 acquaintances. All these people, these are my friends. These are my friends. No, they're not your friends. You don't even know who they are. Amen. All my friends, all my people on Facebook and Instagram, on social media, all these people that, no, 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 no. You need to focus on making real connections that change your life. Proverbs 13 and 20 says, walk with the wise and become wise, associate with fools and get in trouble. See, the isolated have 10,000 acquaintances, but not very many friends or not any good friends. So you got to ask yourself, in whose company do I find myself week after week? So four types of people. We have the present and accounted for. We have the present and unaccounted for. But here's what happens to the present and unaccounted for. You Guess where they eventually move into the next category? AWOL. Absent without leave. AWOL. You know what's really cool about AWOL? You're not really fully committed to deserting. <laughs> but you just disappear for a while. Amen. I always used to be intrigued when I was a kid growing up. And you'd watch those military movies and they'd say somebody went AWOL. Like, man, what in the world is AWOL? And then all of a sudden, they show back up again. AWOL. Many of them, guess what? They still love Jesus, but the church, yeah, not so much. That's where they are, amen? Does anybody remember that, that little boy from a couple years ago on that video clip that was going around? It was a watch night service, and everybody had to testify. He looked like he was about six or seven, and they brought him up front, and they stuck a microphone in his hands, and they said, testify. He said, I'm tired of this church. My boy needed a sandwich and a nap. He didn't want to be testifying at 1230 in the morning. Amen. I'm tired of this church. Now, please don't raise your hands. But has anybody ever felt on the inside, I'm tired of this church? I'm the pastor, and guess what? (laughs) I'm tired of this church. (laughs) But guess what? You want to know why some people are tired of the church? They've been hurt. They got burned out. They got taken advantage of. They were not extended grace when they should have received grace. Some people, they were just hurt by people that should not have hurt them. You got those group. But can I just tell you, well, there's other people that are AWOL just because they love darkness more than light. They love their flesh more than they do being spiritually disciplined. Amen. They love walking after the flesh and not after the spirit. Come on. We can't make everything the church problem. Some of it is just us not loving Jesus enough. Amen. So let me issue two challenges. Number one, to the church body. The church, our challenge is we have to become a community and have an atmosphere of grace that leads people out of isolation and into God-loving community. We got to be that kind of community. Amen. Amen. But I also want to issue a challenge to the hurting and to the AWOL. And even if you're watching online, here's the challenge you got to want to be healed. You got to want to be healed. Now, I don't mean to sound like I'm being calloused or like I don't care, amen. But sometimes I know you might have been hurt, I know you might have got burned, but you got to let your guard down and you have to trust people again. Because here's what I do know. Even with all the faults that the church has, the majority of people in the body of Christ want to love you and not judge you. They do. We got to quit painting the whole body with a bad brush. Amen. They want to help you become what you need to be. And I think that we have to stop making excuses and blaming everybody else if you want to have meaningful connections in your life. Well, you don't understand what happened to me. No, I don't, and I'm not trying to diminish it, but guess what? We all have stuff, and at some point, I just have to realize me and Jesus are a majority. The Bible really does say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen. We can't always play the victim card. We can't always be the martyr, blaming everybody else for our AWOL condition. Amen you got to want to be healed. And then if the A wall don't eventually reconnect, they move into the fourth category. You ready? Those who are M I A. Missing in action. These people are spiritually lost or they're relationally lost. There's the ones who are trying to live out their lives but they don't have any spiritual compass. Maybe they're hanging out with the wrong people. Amen. And for these people though, let me tell you something. It's never too late. It's never, I'm gonna look right in the camera. It's not too late. There is nothing you have done. There is no place you have been. There is no mistake you have made that God cannot forgive you. And the body of Christ will not welcome you right back into the fold. Hallelujah. The body of Christ. Because connecting changes everything. A spirit-led community that's intentional about helping the lost find their way. A spirit-led community that's intentional about helping people begin the discipleship process by learning to trust in Jesus and to begin their walk with God. Come on. Because here's what I know. You will never make all the changes you need to make, want to make, would love to make, plan to make, or desire to make by yourself. If you could, you would have already done it. But you can't. I can't. Romans 12 and verse 4 and 5 says this. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body. And don't miss this last slide. We all belong to each other. Now, I could read you a passage, uh, but it doesn't really fit my sermon, uh, in the Scripture in the New Testament that talks about marriage. And it says what? It says that the body of the man, the husband, belongs to his wife. All the men say amen. Y'all know you know where that verse is. Come on, don't even lie. It says the wife's body belongs to the husband. The husband's body belongs to the wife. And guess what? We understand that application in marriage, don't you? But do you realize the verse that I just read said that when you enter the body of Christ, it says we belong to each other. Well, I thought that part was optional. Not according to the scripture. We belong to each other. That means I've got to find my place in the body, and I need to connect to the right group of people so that I can be a contributing and not just a receiving member of the body of Christ. Amen. God wired the universe in such a way that we need each other. I need you. You need me. I just watched, my wife and I just watched a documentary about, it was called uh, Live to 100. And I think it's on Netflix right now. Hey, man, it was intriguing. You ought to go home and watch it. I was trying to find out what all these people were doing to live longer, what kind of foods are they eating, not eating, amen. I turned off the part where they said no donut trucks, amen. I, don't, I wasn't in... One word. But you know what was interesting about all these communities all over the world where they had large numbers of centurions, people that lived over 100, large groups of people in these pockets. There were like six pockets around the world. One of the things that was consistent with every single one of them, not just their diet, not just the fact that they all did activity every day, was community. They talked about how they all, most of them were communities of faith. And most of them had, and they always had a different word for it in every community. But every single one of them was connected to a small group of people. And, they, and in the documentary, this was not a religious documentary. They talked about how the spirituality and the connectedness with other peoples was vital to their physical health. You want to be healthy? Connections change everything. Your mental health, your physical health, connections change everything. Let me give you more Bible. Ecclesiastes 4, 9, and 12. Two people are better off than one. For they can help each other succeed, and if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is what? They're in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. It is the will of God that we come to Jesus just as we are, but it is not the will of God for us to stay there. And we need other people to help us. Hear me, God loves us with all of our addictions and attitudes and hang-ups and baggage, but He doesn't want you to stay that way. And one way He helps you move forward is He puts other people in your life that join you on the journey and you live life together. Amen. Getting connected is achieved not only when our social needs are met, but our spiritual needs are met. People might say, well, what is enough? What is enough? I think that's a subjective question. It's probably subjective answers. But here's a better way to ask it. How often during the week do I connect with people or hang out with people with a spiritual purpose in mind? What is enough? Is a 90-minute service once a week really enough to combat 40 to 50 hours a week at work? Or 40 to 50 hours a week at home? (laughs) Or all the stuff that we encounter at school? Or all the stuff that we see in day-to-day life, is it really enough? Or do we need a little bit extra? Now, we can look to the model in the New Testament, and I'm not going to go all into that. But they did everything together. They did life together. They ate together. They met together. They met in homes. They met in the temple. They were together. And that's the model for the body of Christ. Real quickly, as I hasten to a close here, I'm running out of time. How do we do that here in Life Church? Well, there's two very tangible ways we try to create. Here's, but let me just say this: I can't make you connect. I used to try. I learned that I can't. But you know what I can do? I can give you opportunities. And then it's up to you. And we've created opportunities in this church for you to connect to other people. And it's part of our core values. We gather, like we're doing right now on Sunday mornings, we connect in small groups, and we serve on dream teams. Everybody say it with me. Gather, yes. connect, yes. serve. Yes. We serve. We connect in small groups. We believe in our small group model. We're fully committed to our free market small groups. That means groups that are designed based on needs and desires and things that you're interested in doing. We have three semesters a year, and the fall semester is starting next Week There's still a chance to sign up We got married couples groups, Bible study groups Young adult groups, student groups Groups targeted to just men or women We've got freedom groups We've got recovery groups for those battling with addictions We got all kinds of groups here You can sign up for a group And it's a great opportunity to connect To people that will help you grow Here's what C.S. Lewis said and I love it He said and I quote Christ works on us in all sorts of ways But above all he works on us Through each other Through each other. He works on us through the word. He works on us through preaching. He works on us in prayer. But he really works on us through other people. Because sometimes when you look in the mirror, you only see what you want to see. You need somebody in your life that can help you navigate The journey, amen. You know what's one thing I love about our married group that we have? We have people that have been married for decades, and we have people that have only been married for a couple of years. And I always love it in the group when all the people that have been married for a lifetime, they start talking about experiences, and you see the light bulbs going off in the eyes of the people that haven't been married very long. And the smart ones understand, I'm going to learn from his mistake instead of making that mistake. That's one of the benefits of being in a group. And then the other way that we give you an opportunity to connect here is dream teams. Everybody say serve. We want everybody to find a place to serve God and use your gifts for the glory of God. And here we call them dream teams. There are ministry teams. Student ministry, kids ministry, nursery, guest services, music, media, hospitality, visitation, prayer, men's ministry, ladies ministry. And you might say, well, I didn't hear the one I'm interested in. Maybe God sent you here to get it started. Have you ever thought about that? Amen. We either have a team for it, or if we don't, and you're a member of this church, you might be the one to help us create it. Dream teams are groups of people that connect together. And I'm just gonna be real honest. If I have, I honestly think you can build stronger connections on a dream team than you even build in a life group. I mean it. You wanna know why? When you serve along somebody week after week, you get to know them. You get to love them, you stay connected to them, and you're with them week after week, and there's nothing more rewarding than using your gifts for the glory of God with other people that have a like-minded passion. That's why we encourage everybody to get involved in a dream team. I want to ask the praise team to come on up. Connecting changes everything. So I got a question for you. Number one, are you present? And accounted for? If so, fantastic. Give yourself a big hand of applause. Amen? I hope we got a few more than that in this house. Amen? Are you present and accounted for? Stay connected. Watch how God continues to not only bless your life, but bless those that you come in contact with. And can I tell you right now, and I'm not saying this braggingly, I'm just telling you from my life. I've been present and accounted for for about 40 years. Four 0. Ever since I was a teenager. And now I've got the benefit of looking back on my life. I've got another birthday coming up this week. And guess what? I get to look back and man, it's like a mountain of blessings. The benefit of hindsight, looking back and realizing just how blessed and favored my life is. From years of being connected in the body of Christ. Learning from people like Gary Buckley and Rodney Pavey and Joe Hardy and Ed Olive. Come on. Learning from people like Jackie and Robin and Debbie and Mama Fuller, wherever she's at. Amen. Come on. Years of blessing that comes from being connected and accounted for. Amen. Are you one of those people? Or maybe are you present but unaccounted for? That's all right. You're present. Praise God. That's part of the journey. Amen. Amen. And I'm here to challenge you to take this next step. Don't just be a warm body sitting in a pew. Make the decision to say, you know what? I've got stuff to offer to people. I'm here to tell you. Some of you had not heard that in a long time. You've got stuff to offer to people. You can make a difference in somebody's life. But you got to want it. And people can make a difference in your life. Join a life group join a dream team make a difference or maybe are you AWOL absent without leave I'm looking at the camera right now or maybe you're contemplating that I'm tired of this church don't walk away don't give up man I've learned church is just a reflection of life good days, bad days good people, bad people Great experiences, bad experiences. Some days we come in here, everything's running smoothly, flawlessly. Some day the devil's in the sound booth, amen, not literally those guys. Some days the instruments aren't working. The singers are singing off key. Sometimes the sermon's not the greatest, amen. There's been times I've wanted to run out of here after 11 o'clock and run to my car and put my sunglasses on and sneak out of the parking lot. I told Robin, man, I really dropped a watermelon today. You just have those kind of days, right? But you know what? You get up the next day and you say, this is the day that the Lord has made. (laughs) I will rejoice and be glad in it. And I'm not going to spend too much time looking at her or her or him because I got my own self to worry about. Don't. M-I-A, missing in action. Here's what I tell you to do. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Reconnect. The body of Christ welcomes you or welcomes you back with open arms. Our church has grown some over the years, so I probably couldn't do this. But I remember when we were a lot smaller than we are. And I remember there was this guy that was coming to church and all of a sudden, he stopped coming. Now, when your church is small and you stop coming, everybody notices, right? <laughs> I actually remember a time when after church, we would all, and when I say all, I mean A-L-L, everybody, go to Hardy's and get an ice cream cone after service, soft serve. I mean, we would literally look around and go, where's Lisa? Why didn't she come to Hardee's tonight? They went, but I remember this one guy, and I'm going to call him Michael. His name wasn't Michael. He doesn't even live in Virginia anymore. But I remember Michael stopped coming to church. He stopped returning phone calls. I don't even know if we had smartphones then. I can't remember. But he just was M-I-A. Nobody could get him to respond. So you know what? Finally, I just thought, you know what? If you're going to walk away, you're going to have to step over my dead body to do it. Amen? If you're going to quit serving the Lord, it ain't going to be because we didn't try. So one night I waited till I knew he was home I let him work all day I thought well he might not be home yet at 7 o'clock let me wait till 9.30 so I did it I don't advise this by the way but I went to Michael's door and I started knocking and at first I just knocked you know as well as you could do at 9.30 unannounced no answer I could see the light on in the kitchen. So I kept knocking, hey Michael, hey Michael, no answer. I might have seen a shadow through the window. So guess what, I walked over to the window, <laughs> hey Michael, I know you're in there, and <laughs> hey, guess what, third time's a charm I guess. He comes to the door. He opens the door. I said, man, what are you doing? I've been calling you. I know, Pastor. So-and-so's been calling you. What are you doing? So we talked for a while. Next thing you know, several minutes later, I pray with him. He starts crying. He comes back to church. Just because somebody made a little bit extra effort to connect. Now, I don't know if he's still serving the Lord. I don't know. where where he is where his station of life is right now but I know in that moment right then you know what he needed somebody say hey I ain't going nowhere call the cops get the gun do whatever you gotta do I ain't going nowhere until you tell me to leave sometimes we all need somebody like that in our life because you don't want to end up AWOL and you don't want to end up MIA that trumpet sounds. I want you to stand with me right now all over this house. Do we want you to sign up for life groups? Of course we do. Do I wish everybody in this church served on a dream team? Absolutely. But most important, I want you to recognize, folks, you can't do this by yourself. You need God-honoring relationships. Some of you right now, I didn't say this in the first service, I need to say it right now. Some of you need to Cut some people out of your life. Amen. It's for somebody here, because I didn't say this before. you. Need to cut, not in paste. You need to cut and delete. There's a I love. There's a feature in Microsoft Word that I love, where you go find scroll down, and there's a little button that says replace. And sometimes I'll even do it with wedding sermons. I'll pull up a sermon, and I'm going to change some things, and I'll go, find Kevin Coley. Replace with Michael Jones. And it'll say 17 places. And I go, replace. Kevin's gone. Michael's in the picture. You know what you need to do? Find and replace. You need to find some of these negative people that keep pulling you down, they keep trying to get you to go to the club, they keep trying to get you to drink and smoke and party with them. Come on, somebody. I'm getting real specific because this is for somebody. They keep trying to get you to pull you. you need to replace them with somebody that's gonna knock on the door and say, hey man, what are you doing? What are you doing? Get back to church. Get in a group. Fall in love with Jesus. Start praying again. Read your Bible. Go to the altar. You know why? We need those people in our lives. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to open up this altar right now. For those of you who are present and accounted for, God bless you. You know what I'd like you to do? I'd like you to walk down to this front and say, Jesus, I'm still here and I ain't going anywhere. But guess why else I want you to come? because I want all the ones that are present and unaccounted for, I want them to slide up here right in with you and just sneak right down to the altar with you and just come right on down front with you and say, you know what, I'm ready to take that next step. I'm ready to be accounted for. I'm ready for accountability. I'm ready to be in a group or to connect with some people that are going to help me make this journey and make it across the finish line. And then some of you are AWOL, or maybe you're contemplating being AWOL. Man, that's the biggest mistake you'll ever make. Watch the videos on YouTube of the animals in Africa when the herd is traveling, and here come the predators. And what do they do? They wait for somebody to break away from the pack. And all of a sudden, they zone in on that one that broke away from the pack. And guess what? It's dinner time now be that one that breaks away and thinks you can do it by yourself. I know you're good. You ain't that good. I know you're spiritual. You ain't that spiritual. We need each other. So as the team begins to play, I want to invite you to come and say, you know what? I am committed to connection. Last thing I'm going to say, you know what I love? Two of my favorite months are September and January, and I'm going to tell you why. September is a reset month. Summer's over. Vacation season's over. Kids are back to school. A lot of us are kind of falling back in regular rhythms. And sometimes you just have to hit the reset button. Anybody's phone or computer ever frees up? Sometimes you just got to go. Beep. Everything reboots starts working again. That's what you can do right now. We do it a lot in January, but we do it in September too. I'm going to get ready. I want to close my year strong. Hallelujah. So as they begin to sing right now, let's begin to say, God, I want you to connect me with the right people. I want to be a giver and not just a receiver. I want to be a gift, not just a recipient of gifts. I want to help change people's lives while they change my life. Can we do that right now? Let's begin to lift our hands You're and call the on the Lord. Of Come on, that's it, yes. You're the Lord of this nation. God, use me for your glory. You are. Help me to make a difference in somebody's life. In this darkness. Help me, God, to make the right choice. Help me to allow better. people into my life. The the God, if I'm hurt, help me to want to be healed. You are. Help me to be willing to receive change and grace and embrace there it there in my life. No like God, I'm ready, God. I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm ready. There is no one like
1: You're the Lord of
0: this nation. God, I want to make a difference in the lives of others. You. you are.
1: You're the light
0: in this I want to be darkness. open. I want to be real. You're the
1: home to the hopeless. I want to be You're the, to the peace still. to the restless. You are. That you're yeah. wild It encourages me to be connected to you and you've blessed my life. How many can say you've walked into a group downhearted and you left encouraged? Because someone, someone poured into you and blessed
0: you and
1: strengthened you. There's something about being connection, it changes everything.
0: Hey, thanks for watching. Be sure to subscribe to this channel so you never miss one of our videos or live streams in the future. Also take a moment and share this with a friend. Be sure to join us 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. each week live as we celebrate Jesus together here at Life Church. God bless you.